2: now
4: Recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS-60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufacturing this Nobel Prize-winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas, Patriot-owned lab. ESS60 is the upgraded version of the carbon-60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to C60Evo.com for Forward slash red pill 78. And then when you're there, use code red pill 78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash red pill 78. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, guys, please let me know if you can actually hear me. My soundboard went down in the midst of doing the intro, so I couldn't hear anything. I don't know if you guys can hear me right now. And Braddy, good to see you. Thank you very much for being here. I see people questioning whether or not I'm going to leave Rumble. Let me just say this. Um, The reason people are going to PILD is because PILD is making it possible for independent creators to remain on the air in the face of total loss of revenue and income. And I have explained to you guys in the last couple of weeks how this has very recently happened to me. There is a possibility I could be heading over to PILD to do the live shows and then the shows would end up being broadcast on Rumble the next day. They wouldn't be live. But it's not something I've made a choice on yet. Um, And I've seen a lot of people in the chat asking me not to do that um but i really believe in pilled and uh i'd be yes you hear me on rumble yeah so good i'm not saying i'm leaving rumble i'm just saying that it's quickly getting to the point where i need to make a decision on whether i'm going to or not and uh, as much as i love being able to go live on multiple platforms all at the same time um I may not have a choice. I'm just going to be totally honest with you. So let me also say that if you guys like are donating, like if you've donated through the website and for some reason you you can't keep donating, please do not ask your bank to do a chargeback because they'll take back the donation. But then they'll also charge me $15 for uh, allegedly doing some sort of uh, fraudulent activity on your card. You can reach out to me through the website. I've got a very easy-to-use contact form. I've even got a a phone number that goes out with the initial email when you sign up as a member, and you can even call that number and leave me a message, and I'll call you back, and and, and we'll talk about it. I'll make sure that it gets taken care of in whatever way it can, but please just – do not do a chargeback because then there's a whole process I have to go to, and nine times out of ten I don't get that fifteen dollars back, and then it negates somebody else's donation. So, all right, guys, um, let's uh, continuing. Kick is running great. Graphics are awesome too. You know, I signed up for a Kick channel, and um, I. Uh, I just I've never used it. I I've never I've never actually gone there and used it because people seem to be so comfortable at Rumble or they're comfortable over at uh, pilled.net which is uh you know it's full of great people I believe in the mission of pilled. You know, I mean there's a possibility that at some point Rumble might do the same thing that YouTube did and uh, it would be a real kick in the pants to have to go through the whole thing all over again. I mean I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, I, for, for the time being, everything's gonna remain exactly the same way that it is. So if you wouldn't mind, no matter what platform you're watching on, please hit the like button or hit the red pill. Uh, if you also wouldn't mind sharing the show, letting people know that we're here, and also consider sponsor consider supporting the sponsors who are still supporting this show. And my friends at C60 are continuing to sponsor the show. Uh, of course, my friends over at Oneness Drops, uh, they are sponsoring the show. Mike Lindell is sponsoring the show. Uh, these are en- enough to at least pay a couple of incidentals. Uh, for everything that I have to do every month to keep the show on the air. We've got, you know, hundreds, uh, if not thousands of dollars in costs, uh, that end up going out just so that I can keep the program on the air. So I really, really appreciate your uh, concern. I, I appreciate your support. And more than anything, uh, I'm just glad that you guys are, are willing to be here as we attempt to break through this mainstream media deep state programming that so many people are still caught up in. You know, we've done a lot of good work in the last couple of years. We have broken through so many barriers. Uh, They have put up so many barriers trying to make sure that we can't successfully carry on this mission. Uh, Right now, there's some really scary things going down, and uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about that. But I didn't mean to open the show like this. I just saw so many people in the chat asking um and uh and seeing if uh if I was going to be here. Okay, Eleanor2000 says please stay. Well, thank you very much, Eleanor. I appreciate that. Um so I uh well let's 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 get into to something funny here because yesterday obviously was Halloween and uh of course there were some really astute kids out there uh, and i wanted to show you the series of videos uh, of these guys captured out in uh, the <laughs> out in the real world uh here is a young man dressed as joe biden with his secret service detail and uh, he pulls a classic Biden move here we go Falls. <laughs> <Held him up. laughs> oh man i wonder if he did this he put this together on his own here is the same kid and the same secret service detail in another location actually now that i'm looking at it the the these the secret service actually has different outfits on so looks like maybe multiple kids all over america were dressing up and falling down as joe biden
3: No, he's
4: he's so confused
3: (laughs)
1: Oh, no, oh my God. Good afternoon. It's evening sir. How are you? Oh no 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 do not smell me <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: oh. Oh.
5: <laughs> All
4: right here's another one. this is this is definitely a different kid. this one's in St. Louis. He can barely walk up the stairs. Oh, falling, falling. <laughs> Mr. President, Mr. President, please, please. It's one step, Mr. President. One step. Yes, good job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right here, this way, this way, right here. No, right here, right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one step, Mr. President. It's just one step. <laughs> oh, and here's another one. <laughs> Joe and Hunter were spotted at Trump's Halloween party last night. Here we go. oh so funny so funny all right uh so uh, the point that i want to make here with all of the uh uh the the ribbing on joe biden and of course hunter i mean the whole lot of them Donald Trump was a cultural phenomenon, and it was more than just him being a bombastic alpha male. Okay, he was a successful businessman who set everything aside so that he could become president of the United States. He fought for the people of America. And when he got into that office, he continued to fight to do what was right, not just because he wanted to. It wasn't for his ego. It wasn't for a paycheck. It's not like Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been in public service his whole life so that he could grift off the American people. Donald Trump sacrificed everything he had to serve the American people. And you saw kids dressing up as Trump for Halloween uh, or going to costume shows, and it was never about making fun of him. It was always about honoring him. Trump is the man that other men want to be. President Trump is someone people look up to. He is an icon. Joe Biden is a punchline. People dress up as Joe Biden because it's going to be a guaranteed laugh. There is nothing that Joe Biden or anyone in the Biden family can do to salvage their reputation. And the news for them gets worse by the day. Uh, And Brady says, we love you, Zach. I love you, too. And Brady, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Also, thank you to Porpoiseful for dropping a cookie and then Trace1010 for dropping the can. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. But can you imagine being a national punchline? I suppose he doesn't really care simply because of the fact that his mind is basically gone. He's already collected tens of millions of dollars, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, you know, well, Hunter's pissed it all away. He spent it all on crack and and hookers from Eastern Europe. But Joe, I think he probably still has some money in the bank, especially after collecting all of that uh, that loot from Hunter's own paychecks. But things are, are not looking good for the Bidens. And sad to say, things are not looking good for America now. As I've stated on so many occasions, I feel that this is part of the exercise, the awakening process for the American people, because naturally, as a result of how bad things are, people continue to move further to the right and not just further to the right, but closer to Trump, closer to the truth, further away from the mainstream media propaganda programming narrative that has been drilled into the heads of average everyday Americans for their entire lives And now having the experience and and the, the separation from the Trump administration winning to the Biden regime losing, people cannot help but admit to themselves what the hell is going on. Joe Biden and his ilk, his cronies, they want to destroy America. Trump wanted to save America. And that's something we can never lose sight of. Because I will forever be grateful to President Trump for the efforts that he engaged in, for the time that he gave us, and that he continues to give us. That man has not taken a day off. He, he has been campaigning since 2015. I remember watching from the start, and, and just as soon as he came into office in, uh, in early 2017, I said, said he's got to take a day off one of these times. But no, the man just kept going. He kept campaigning. He kept doing rallies. He kept rallying the American people. He kept reaching out and actually communicating with every single one of us, touching every single one of our hearts. What is Joe Biden? He touches little kids. He sniffs babies. He he grabs your wife's buttocks. Donald Trump never did anything like that, despite what he said on Access Hollywood. I've said things I would be ashamed to have revealed publicly. But it doesn't mean I I acted on every poor thing that I've ever said. My judgment has not always been what Joe Biden's judgment has been. But Joe Biden, believe me, he's the kind of man who hides things. Donald Trump is a guy who jokes around when he's uh, behind the scenes. Thank you very much to Jay for dropping that can. I appreciate this. You know, uh, Patriot Raikland says they owe this country an apology. Oh, damn right. They owe owe America a lot more than an apology, far more than an apology. An apology is a start. Admission of guilt is a start. And then an apology comes after that. You can't fix a problem unless you can identify it, unless you can actually see it, admit that it exists, admit that something's wrong. And that is the point that we're at as a nation right now. People are looking at this nation – And they are continually, every single day, finding new and just uh, unseen, unexpected grievances on top of plenty of well do grievances, anger at so many different issues. But this isn't going to stop anytime soon, guys. We've got a long way to go to 2024. We've got to continue to steal our resolve and move forward. So my heart goes out to the people of Maine. It's a tragedy what happened, and I was very honest as soon as this this story broke the airwaves. I think that this was a planned event that was designed to cover up the FBI's cover-up of the Biden crime family investigations that they shut down all over America. No fewer than 40 confidential human sources coming forward with evidence, with personal anecdotes, with specific detailed information on the criminal schemes Of this American political dynasty, this criminal network of family members. Robert Card, I mean, the guy must have had something wrong with him to be hearing voices. But is that because his brain was broken or is that because he was used to further an agenda? He was used to further the news cycle, to cover up what's really happening here in America, Warrior Mima says I'm retired, so I can't give as much as I want. But love you, Zach. Pild needs to beef up its servers for consistent video playing. Just my opinion. Uh, you know, I I feel like we have the same issues uh, depending on the day. Really, I mean, there are certain days where Rumble is just garbage. Like I see you guys saying it in the chat, uh, and uh, and and most often it seems like Pild is a more reliable stream. So. I don't know if that has something to do – with but I will say this. I know that there are certain browsers and uh, there is certain code that's out there on the internet that stops you from having the experience you deserve on PILD. And I see it on my own computer all the time. I constantly have to adjust the way I do things because if I use a Google product, sometimes I, I can't even get to the website that I'm looking to go to. If I open it in Brave or if I open it in Safari, I can get there. But Google will actively block things. And, of course, you know, I mean, they're, they're playing favorites. They, they want to give uh, preference to their own video platform. They, they don't want to allow a free speech platform to exist because it's dangerous to them. It's dangerous to the narrative. It's dangerous to their control grid. We got to keep going on this. Omazone says, House votes on MTG's censure of Rashida Talab tonight. Great shirt. Thank you very much. And I'm excited to hear that. Asquatch dropped some shades. Thank you very much. Space Coast Patriot dropped a cookie said Ash in America just got booted from streaming the Colorado case and threatened by the judge live. Shake my head. What is she actually at the courtroom or was she streaming it on her channel? That's insane. That's absolutely insane. That makes me want to stream it even more. Uh, and I believe wasn't she streaming it on Badlands? That's crazy. Jay, thank you very much for the cookie. And then J2 Dank, thank you very much for the cookie. I, I appreciate you guys. All right, so we have some new information about Robert Card that, that could perhaps shed some light on why he did the things he did. So we told you before about the voices that he began hearing when he got those brand new hearing aids just this past summer. He got hearing aids, they were super high tech. I guess they helped him out. Uh, I don't know if he had not been wearing earplugs at the rifle range or the gun range, but whatever it is that took his hearing away, these new hearing aids allowed him to hear better than he had in a long time. But they also brought with them voices telling him to shoot people. Now, the voices apparently were specifically calling him a pedophile. What's really interesting is that in the wake of his uh, uh, his identity being revealed, Turns out there is another Robert Card in Maine who actually is a pedophile. Now, his name and information have been removed from the Maine sex offender registry. The whole thing was taken down in the wake of the identification of this Robert Card because people were sharing the pedophile Robert Card's information and saying he was the shooter. When in actuality, this is the driver's license of the guy that, they say is the shooter now i i am perfectly uh fine admitting that this image looks different to me than the image that they show of this dude walking into the bowling alley or the restaurant whatever it was but people's weight fluctuates you know i've lost some weight recently um It depends on what medications you're taking. I mean, that could have an effect on it as well. And if he was having a mental breakdown, perhaps he wasn't eating. Maybe he was drinking too much. I've also read that, that apparently he had a a penchant for alcohol. He was trying to drown out those voices that were apparently calling him a pedophile. He was also experiencing just incredible bouts of paranoia, extremely paranoid. He believed that people were casing his home months before this shooting took place. And I got to tell you, this is starting to have all of the hallmarks of a targeted individual case, not simply MKUltra. Probably these are tactics that were groomed and, uh, and honed during the uh, uh, span of the MKUltra program. But how many times have you heard somebody who, who they, they get paranoid? They're hearing voices. They're seeing people sneaking around their house. And, and of course, I mean, the, the, the hallmarks of targeted individuals are perfectly aligned with the hallmarks of like paranoid schizophrenia. It's almost like you can't tell the difference unless the person who is the targeted individual gets the information and can document what's happening to them. I've seen it. So I know it exists. I know that this is real. The government is big enough. They can send a team of five, six, ten people to case out your home 24 hours a day. They can direct uh, targeted messages into your brain so you're the only one who's going to hear it. And certainly if they give you a pair of high-tech hearing aids, which act as not just a, a transponder but a receiver, allowing them to pick up special messages that are designed to send you into a mental health tailspin, why wouldn't they do any of it? Of course they would do it. So Katie Card, that was the ex-wife. I'm sorry. This is the wife of Robert Card's brother. She said that he was hearing horrible voices in his head, talking about him shortly after he was fitted for the high-powered hearing aids. He was picking up voices that he had never heard. Were those voices even there? Was it Robert Card who was hearing his own voice in his head, or was this an external voice? That was being beamed into his skull, voice-to-skull technology, with the express purpose of driving him insane, telling him over and over and over again. I've never been targeted in that manner, but if I heard a voice in my head telling me over and over again, just kill people and your suffering will end. I think that it would become difficult after a period of time to really be able to separate your internal monologue from the voice that's being sent into your skull. So the sheriff of uh, Saddock County, Joel Mary, sent officers to Robert Card's home back in September because that's when they got that threat uh, that he was going to go shoot up the, uh, the army base. And. Uh, the uh, uh, I, I don't know what actually came of that. I don't know if they made any contact with him. Uh, all I know is that they did visit him. But it, it, I guess the end, the ultimate point here is that they're being very cagey about the whole thing. But to learn that they were targeting him with the idea that he was a pedophile, I mean, that's one of the worst things that you can say to a person, especially a father, especially somebody who cares about their children. Now, I had said initially, I wonder what sort of psych meds he was on. Was he on SSRIs? Because I know SSRIs are just for depression. They're not for schizophrenia. But Robert Card never had any signs of schizophrenia. To my knowledge, he also didn't have any history of depression. The only thing he had was paranoia and voices in his head. Now, if that was caused by schizophrenia, they would have already diagnosed him with that. But the other part here is that SSRIs, the depression meds that are so widely given to many, many Americans, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe certainly millions of Americans are on SSRIs. There was a direct causal link that has been established between SSRIs and mass shooters. You take a look at the mass shootings that have taken place, and generally speaking, those people are under the care of a psychiatrist, With ties to the U.S. government or the intelligence community, not always, but uh, often it's been uh, dug on a a number of different occasions. But the really unifying factor is that these people are on SSRIs. Now, the reason that SSRIs uh, make people go crazy is because the same neurotransmitters and chemicals that they mess with are now out of balance within their own heads. Uh, I am of the opinion, and I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice, but I'm of the opinion that modern society makes people depressed. It makes them anxious and it uh, puts them into a position where they're told by their healthcare professional that they need to take SSRIs. I think probably nine times out of 10, People do not need SSRIs. Now, you listening at home, you may be one of those people who needs SSRIs, who has benefited from it, and that's great. You've done it under the care of a doctor, and you've established that that's a good baseline for you, but as somebody who was previously prescribed SSRIs and a number of different kinds and in uh, an unhealthy amount, uh, I can tell you from my personal experience that it was very negative. And getting off of those SSRIs was worse than the withdrawal from street drugs, okay? It was awful. It was terrible. I barely survived. Couldn't leave my house for weeks. Talk about paranoid and depression. My God, it was horrible. Thank God I didn't go out and do something stupid. Thank God I I wasn't driven to go commit a mass shooting like this, probably because I was on Uh, Poor people insurance, (laughs) and they they could they wouldn't cover a psychiatrist. I was just going to a GP. Thank God. Okay, but for those of you who take SSRIs and you have benefited from it and your lives have thrived, good. Okay, this is not advice for you. But for the average person who's just feeling a little down because the world is not what they expected it to be, those people, in my opinion, should not be on SSRIs and. There are many people who have become mass shooters who were prescribed SSRIs and who ended up doing some heinous things. Andre says, whatever you decide to stream on, your true fans will follow you. Your stream is important to not catch it because of a platform. Well, thank you very much, Andre. I really appreciate it, buddy. Uh, It means a lot. Uh, also, Karen Hare says, targeted cookie. <laughs> thank you very much, Karen. Good to see you. Donna Libby, thank you very much for the cookie as well. Appreciate you there. Uh, oh, and then yesterday, Nakaz808, uh, at the very end of the show, after I had already left the computer, he dropped uh, a pair of shades, I think it was, over there on the Foxhole. So, Nakaz, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. So, the question is, what drugs was Robert Card taking? Well, the police and the authorities in Maine – are refusing to admit to the public what drugs was this guy authorized to take. And most importantly, who made that authorization? Was this just a GP? Was it his family care physician? Was it a psychiatrist on base? Was it somebody with ties to the intelligence community? Can you think of a good reason why they wouldn't want to tell us what psychotropic medications Robert Card was taking at the time that he became a mass shooter or who his physician was, who his doctor to authorize that medication was. I can only think of one good reason because this is uh, of journalistic importance. The good reason would not be for us. It would be for them. They need to cover it up because it means that there's something there. Have dog will hunt. Something's going on, and it's not that Robert Carr just woke up one morning and said, hey, guess what? I'm going to be a psychopath and go kill a bunch of people. Noreen DZB says there's a difference between being sad and clinically depressed. All should remember that. Yes, that's, that's my point. There are certainly people out there who are clinically depressed, and those are the people who benefit. From medical intervention, but in the same way that they are pushing gender transition on children because they're confused when they're teenagers, uh, it's it's the same type of, of of overgeneralization. People get sad, all right, and and in today's world, life sucks. For the vast majority of people, most of us are dirt poor. Most of us have trouble making ends meet, paying our bills, paying for groceries for the kids, paying for our health care. I mean, come on, forget about it. I, I I would say that probably every single one of us here has at least one or more of those things that we have to sacrifice every single month. you got to make the decision, you know. Is it time to make the car payment, or is it time to get myself some steaks because my grandpa's coming over this weekend? You know, I used to, man before all this junk popped off. Lisa and I used to have steaks at, like every week, every single week, and now like a ri- like a single ribeye, it's like twenty bucks or more. I can't believe how expensive stuff is now. So everybody, everybody has a life that they wish could be slightly different. Everybody has something in their lives that is a struggle, that requires perseverance, that requires strength. And instead of telling you that you're strong enough and giving you the capacity to move through that with coping skills and perhaps exercises, things that you can do in your own life, Just going to the gym raises your endorphins, Uh, lifting weights, go on a run, you know, take your kids to the park, go out into a a forest, take a kayak out and go on a river run. All of these things, they naturally make you feel better. They lift your spirits. But just so many people are just caught up in the doldrums of life and they go to their doctor and the doctor says, you know what, I'm going to prescribe you the latest, greatest SSRI Because you're clinically depressed or you just need a little help getting over this hump. But there's no getting over that hump because once you're on those drugs, chances are you're going to have to remain on them because nobody has a month and a half to leave work and just stay home in bed uh, and then let your brain chemistry reset. I mean that's just an incredibly difficult thing to do. So the authorities in Maine are withholding all this pertinent information about Robert Card. Uh, they do not want us to know what drugs this guy was taking or who was trading him. <clears throat> so the information on Robert Card is of uh, journalistic significance, and it should definitely be something that they give to the news media. Whether it's myself or the standard lamestream news media, uh, I would like to see it. And if they get it first, I'm happy to uh, to report on it. But I think that there is something s- distinctly suspicious about that. So there are some documents that have now been released. Sheila Matthews from Able Child obtained these documents that were used by the media in their reporting and identified some material pieces of information that are missing. The first observation regarding Robert Card is from the arrest warrant that was issued. The 61-page report was allegedly sloppy. Even the date of the first shooting was incorrect. It wasn't in March. It was in October, one week ago. Now, my question is, was that sloppy or was this arrest warrant actually produced back in March. Were they planning on having him engage in some sort of mass shooting, what, seven months ago? Uh, Thank you to LKW Cross for joining as a member over on Rumble. I appreciate you. Uh, Maven, who is uh, excellent, says, people who believe I'm free speech and value your content will follow you anywhere. Oh seven. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So take a look at this the, the, from the state of Maine affidavit in support of an arrest warrant on 3 23 at 1856. That seems a little odd, doesn't it, kids? Also on page 44, there is a mention that Card was hearing things and was possibly schizophrenic. Possibly. I mean, the man was in the Army Reserves. He had spent time in a mental institution and they didn't diagnose him at that time with schizophrenia, I feel like that is highly unlikely. Also in the search warrant, it was dated October 26th. The list of items searched does not include a list of the mental health records from the mental health professionals who dealt with CARD. I'm sorry, do we have any law enforcement professionals out there? Anybody out there who can attest to the things that these guys would normally be seeking In an investigation of this type and this magnitude, uh, I have to believe that his medical records would be of great significance because we need to know how much of advanced warning there was. I mean, I think we already know the answer to that question. Clearly, they had advanced warning. He was known to a variety of law enforcement agencies. He was known to his base. His family was trying to raise the alarm. They were trying to get him. Okay. And yeah, do, do, do. Okay. So I honey, what did Brian do? Brian, I don't like banning people, Brian, but if you're out there Lukester, I'm 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 not going anywhere. I just I was just, you know, kind of addressing the question that people had if I was going somewhere. Uh it, if anything changes, guys, I, I'm not going to leave you hanging i'm going to make an an official announcement and uh, i'll do it publicly and i'll do it for you know a week or more Freight awakening says oh thank god dude good news i dodged the layoff bullet also did you know sheila matthews is james comey's cousin sheila matthews is james comey's cousin are you serious and she's the one doing this this is insane Anarchist Owl, hoot hoot, good to see you, brother, and I'm sorry, I, I went into my, I just, I had to get a new phone, the power button stopped working on my phone, and, uh, and it's been totally just like <laughs> tits up for like weeks now, so yesterday I got the new phone and I installed uh, my accounts and stuff, but I'm still going through And uh, logging into everything else that I need to. And I still have to log into Telegram so that I can see it. Um, Let me see. Uh, Sheila Matthews, Able Child Network. No way. No way. Fredo, I can't tell you how happy I am to hear that, bro. That's great news. That is such great news. Now, uh, show them that they made the right decision and uh, dominate that place. Okay, so what is Able Child? I'm not familiar with Able Child. Uh, Parents for Label and Drug-Free Education is a nationally recognized nonprofit dedicated to parents, caregivers, and children's rights alike. Incorporated in New York of November 2003, Able Child is steadily moving towards ensuring that all caregivers are provided with a safe haven Resource Center and Support Network when faced with issues surrounding subjective psychiatric labels assigned and drug treatment prescribed to our nation's vulnerable children. You know, I I dodged a bullet when I was a kid. My parents were, you know, I mean, back then they would have been considered, uh, you know, hippies uh, because it was just after the 70s. But there was talk about putting me on uh, on Ritalin. I don't even think that um, Adderall had come out yet. and uh And and my mom was not down with that. She didn't want that. They used to call me Space Cadet because I just couldn't pay attention during class. I mean, I got everything. I heard everything they said, and I cataloged it, but I also just wanted to do my own thing at the same time, and uh, I had a habit of doing what was required of me right before class ended so that I had as much free time as possible, and I would uh, be able to devote only as much time as necessary to doing the assigned task. I feel like that's about time management really at the end of the day. It it meant that I was, uh, I was able to constructively use my time to have as much fun as possible. TZ Burton said, uh, Viva Fry and Robert Barnes wrote the terms of service for rumble. Oh, they are well aware of investors like BlackRock. Chris Pulowski addressed protecting rumble against activist investors. Thank you very much for that. I sincerely appreciate knowing that. I had no idea. I mean, I, I trust – I mean, I respect Robert Barnes and Viva Fry. So that's actually very interesting. Uh, let's see. Fredo says, yeah, Sheila revealed it t- to the war room. I was shocked. Well, how did she say it? I mean, was she ashamed of her familial ties to James Comey or did she just like bring it up, you know, as a, as a throwaway? I mean, she even – Oh, wow. Is she in here? She's here in Florida because she's talking about Joe Hoft coming to uh, Vero Beach. I don't think that's too far for me. I mean, it's, it's certainly in the same state. Um, yes. Anna Costal, What is your opinion of Adderall? I take it. Uh, Ad- Adderall is. Uh, well, OK. So amphetamines in general. I feel serve a purpose. Uh, they they definitely do what they are prescribed to do. They help people pay attention. They uh, give people the ability to to focus in a way that they are unable to without it. Uh, I but they also have long term side effects that that are detrimental to people. And so this is an instance where I would say. Weighing those long-term effects against the short-term benefit of what it does for you in your personal and professional life. I mean, that has to be a uniquely personal, uh, I, I guess, evaluation. Now, I believe uh, in the same way that generally people are just prescribed too many antidepressants, they're also prescribed too many anti- anti-anxieties, anxiolytics. They're also prescribed too many uh, amphetamine derivatives. So there are too many people who are taking uh, Ritalin and, and Adderall. I will tell you this. Um, I, I think that the the number of prescriptions for Adderall got to be way too large. They were handing it out like candy in the same way they were handing out Ritalin in the 90s. And uh, if you take Adderall, I'm sure you're aware that not that long ago, and I believe still on an ongoing basis, they're, the government – Okay, so there was a shortage of Adderall, and... I went to the pharmacy and I was talking to them about it and I said, you know, how is it possible that there's a shortage of Adderall? I mean, they know exactly how many people are taking it. I I, I thought maybe it was an issue with, uh, with with the raw ingredients. You know, were they unable to get certain precursors or were, were they unable to get some other element that was required to kick off that chemical reaction and create the, the pure drug? And, uh, and he said, no, it, it's not that. He, he said the government is artificially restricting the manufacturers. They were not allowing the manufacturers to make as much as they needed. Now, that seems, um, uh, fairly suspicious to me. If the government oversaw the overprescription of this drug, Adderall, uh, to the point where there were so many people taking it that, uh, that that suddenly they weren't able to take it and and they said nothing about it because they weren't open about it. The government like wasn't out there telling people, hey, guess what? We're not going to let you have your Adderall anymore. All they did was put out a notice and said, "There's a nationwide shortage." I think they did that on purpose too. Because in the same way that you withdraw from any medication that you take for a long time and become dependent on, the people who were forced to stop taking Adderall because of that artificial shortage, I'm sure that they experienced some hellacious, hellacious withdrawal symptoms. And Anarchist, Castell, I, I hope you are OK. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of the most popular uh, um, doses is the 30 milligram pills and those ones suspicious specifically. They had been restricting; they weren't allowing to be produced. Now, of course, you get the ten milligrams and stuff, but they already only make so many ten milligrams. They only make so many twenty milligrams, and uh, there's a lot of people who we were taking sixty milligrams a day. Some people take ninety milligrams a day. The longer you take it, the more you got to take. So, you know, for me personally, uh, being a, a, a sober person, you know, that also includes taking uh, certain prescription medications. I mean, I do not take.
2: Order now.
1: fighterflare.com.
4: certain prescription medications, because my brain can't tell the difference, okay? It's just not good for me. But I would never pass judgment on somebody who has been prescribed Adderall, who feels that they get a a great value proposition from it. Uh, Let me see. LKW Cross says, Rumble made my subscription inactive. Please update the payment method. I had to resubscribe, and I used the same card, so here is for my October-November. I actually got um, a report for your email that said that your – the transaction was blocked. And I don't – certainly it wasn't me. I I don't have the ability to do that. But I was looking through the subscriptions earlier today that people have done through the website – and there's a there's a couple hundred people who had their transactions blocked or they failed in some fashion. A couple of them were people who had lost their cards and you know, they've never reached out to update it. Uh but a lot of them it looks like maybe the bank is actually blocking uh the, the, the subscription from going through, which is really dismaying, but it is what it is. And uh I don't know. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to people. But LKW Cross, thanks for letting me know. Uh, let's see. Fredo says she said something along the lines of James Comey is my cousin, so you may not like me. At least she's self aware. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Ice Wendigo, you're, you're not going to find anybody arguing here. Uh, there ac- absolutely was no pandemic, there was a pandemic. Uh, There was a a PSYOP that was perpetrated on the American people, Uh, but no pandemic. All right. So continuing, continuing. What else is weird here? So on September 15th, 2023, we had another incident report that was issued in regards to Robert Card. Now in. Oh, God, no, I'm sorry. I I missed this incident report. This is from May 4th of this year. It includes comments from cards, ex-wife and son. His son believed his father was hearing voices. Okay, Anarchosdahl says, I just barely got on it a couple of months back. I, I was diagnosed with ADHD years ago. I had a very hard time in school. I'm very careful with how much I take. I only need five milligrams to help me focus. Oh, well, I, you know, uh, then uh, again, I'm not going to begrudge you uh, uh, the decision to take it. I mean, they said I had ADHD, ADHD, too. Um, I, I don't know. I really don't know if I have ADHD. I mean, I've never been tested for it, uh, but that was certainly thing, something that I heard uh, from a number of teachers. Um, and, you know, I've kind of come to the point in my life where, well, I mean, a long time ago where I I just accepted that certain people learn and absorb information in different ways. There are certain ways for me personally that I I can just soak it up and, you know, I'm a fact machine on a lot of things. I'm not an expert on many things. I'm a jack of all trades. Uh, but certainly I enjoy the process of researching and, and disseminating information. Somebody on Monday, let me just <laughs> tell you guys because I'm not on bad lanes. I don't know, maybe you're out there. Somebody in the chat in the in the comments on baseless conspiracies on Monday, first of all, somebody was like, I quit watching the show months ago because you guys don't talk about the conspiracy enough. Like every time John and I start the show, well, first of all, who the hell are you to tell us how to do the show? Okay, we've got a theme for the show, right? We know what we're going to do. We know what we want to talk about every week. But when we start out, we want to be just two guys hanging out, talking about what's important for that day and then segue into the conspiracy. So and then somebody else was like, you know, he's right. John and Zach are not experts. And they should be interviewing somebody every week instead of just casually talking about the subjects we talk about. I want to go on record and say I've never claimed to be an expert. John has never claimed to be an expert, uh, and uh, this we are not attempting to behave as experts uh the, the 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 allure of it and you know I mean, take a look at how many podcasts there are, are out there. How many of them are just people talking about nothing for an hour for two hours you know um We've got something we want to talk about. I want to talk to John about things. I want to open his mind. The intention has always been to to, uh, to help people see things that maybe they didn't know uh, and help them to go out there and do their own research. Never said I was an expert. I couldn't even believe it when somebody said that. Uh, Uh, Eliz Jane, Zach lurking and listening, but I have to wonder how these teachers get to diagnose these kids and insist that they know that they need medication. What makes them qualified to diagnose children? The answer to that is nothing. If they're not a doctor, if they're not a medical professional, they are not qualified to diagnose any children at all. And there's the rub because quite often they do. And it's also easier To handle kids that are doped up on something, it makes them more pliant. It makes them, you know, less likely to act out. And uh, so, I think that that has a lot to do with it too. We have people. We have wonderful teachers out there. I don't know if Tattooed Teacher is here, but she'll she'll attest to this. There are great teachers, and then there are people who are just bad teachers. Shouldn't be teachers. If you don't have the temperament to engage with uh, a room full of 25 uh, uh, 8- to 10-year-olds with different uh, focuses of attention for a 45-minute to an hour span, then, you know, you should probably go into some area of uh, employment related to what you're doing there. But, you know, I I, I went to Catholic school when I was a kid, and there was a lot of teachers. They were nuns, and they were not nuns, but – They had zero patience. They suffered no fools. And uh, in, I think it was fourth grade, Sister Martha, we used to kind of joke around about Sister Martha, but I I witnessed her beat a kid in class. Like, she smashed his head on the desk. She threw him into the wall, which was the locker wall, and she smacked the heck out of this kid. I can't even remember his name, but... It was, it was awful. It was horrible to see. And he didn't really say or do anything. He just, he just said something she didn't like. So people like that, they shouldn't be diagnosing kids and they shouldn't even be in the field if that's what it is. Um, okay. And thank you again, Anna Owl. Thank you to Casey Collins. Casey, I appreciate you. She says, uh, throwing my bucks in the basket. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Um. Yes, crystal clear. I did actually talk with tattoo teacher for a while at GART on that subject. She knows very well. She certainly does. She's actually a teacher, yeah, or I I believe she's retired now. But all right, so this incident report with Card's ex-wife and his son, um, I talked about the contents of this the other day. Really, it's just them uh, explaining to the responding officer, or maybe this was to uh, people at the base. Uh, about the experiences they were having with Robert Card, uh, and uh, the officers are told to, to use caution, uh, saying that the the the, the residents might be a little bit difficult to find. The the numbering scheme was a little strange, but uh, on the phone when speaking with Robert Card's ex wife and his son Colby, uh, they said they had concerns. They wanted to discuss Robert and what was going on. So uh, they traveled to Mount Ararat, and they met in the office of uh, of, of one of these professionals. Uh, they also learned from Colby that his father's mental health is in question. Now, one of the reasons everybody was so uh, concerned about Robert Card is because he had never had any history of this stuff. Just all of a sudden, back in January, he noticed his father was starting to claim that people were saying things about him. And then while he was out in public, he was hearing them. He also described how his father would be in public places and Robert would start to claim that people around him were talking about him. Uh, he said that uh, there were people not even close to him and nothing was being said in his father's direction. So Colby came to the conclusion that Robert was likely hearing voices or starting to experience paranoia. And then he described the reoccurring theme of Robert claiming people were saying derogatory things about him, such as calling him a pedophile. And then two or three weeks ago, he stopped by to visit Robert at his home, and Robert became very angry, accusing Cody of saying things about him behind his back. Cody described it as the latest example of his father acting angry and paranoid. Now, his ex-wife told the officers a little about Robert's life. Robert is currently an Army Reservist, or rather, he was. He was assigned to a training unit in Saco and has historically instructed soldiers in the use of hand grenades So initially they told us in the mainstream media that he was a firearms instructor. The the dude was teaching recruits how to throw pineapples, basically. Totally different. Maybe that's how he lost his hearing. In the civilian world, uh, Robert recently started driving a truck for Maine Recycling in Lisbon. Uh, She said that she's very worried about her son spending time with his father, considering his deteriorating mental health condition. Remember, this is back in May. All right. So after he's gotten his hearing aids, but before he spent time in a mental institution, well before the time that he ended up doing this mass shooting. And then in September, we had another incident report. Now, in this report, Robert Card is described as having psychotic episodes and hearing voices. He's getting worse. Why is it that even though the fact he was in the military, the army reserves and he had a full time job uh, and obviously he was under the care of a doctor, why did nobody actually identify the fact that he had paranoid schizophrenia or that he had some sort of psychiatric disorder that would cause him to hear voices? Nobody did or said anything. Now. Apparently, this is the time when he made those threats to shoot up the National Guard facility. Uh, In this report, it indicates that he was having psychotic episodes and that he was likely seeing a psychiatrist who may have provided that observation. So, what the hell? My door just slammed out of nowhere. I don't know what's going on. Honey, are you okay? Okay. Okay. All right, so psychotic episodes, threats to shoot up the National Guard base. Uh, you got a text from Staff Sergeant Hodgson in re- re- reference to Sergeant First Class Robert Card. He was born 4 4 Man, he was younger than me. He's uh, Now they're saying that he is one of my senior firearms instructors. I, I wonder if – oh, okay, okay. I, I want you guys, anybody out there in the military, um, can you let me know if if you are an instructor for throwing hand grenades, would they include you with the firearms instructors? I don't I'm not sure. Cassandra, what is l f a? Starwalker. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, my house, I was like, why did the door just shut? Lisa's not there. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Mm. Okay. Uh, so in a request from the Maine State's Attorney General's office, the mention of card being observed or treated by a psychiatrist is actually challenged. They're suggesting that he may not have been. I don't know what you are referencing about a psychiatrist. It doesn't appear in any of the documents we've released references a psychiatrist. So what does that suggest? Well, let's just let's just suppose that Robert Card was some sort of targeted individual who was perhaps undergoing a MKUltra brainwashing technique at the hands of a CIA-connected psychiatrist, a Dr. Green, if you will. Do you think they would put that man or woman's name on a public document that could easily be identified if they were planning to use this guy as a mass shooter? Live from America, the media – oh, okay. LFA TV, you'd be number one. I've I've never heard of LFA TV. But I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. So, the fact that they're claiming he actually wasn't under the care of a psychiatrist, but the police reports suggest that he definitely is, uh, that looks to me again like a cover up. This does not answer our questions. It indicates that the authorities of Maine are hiding something from the public. Which authorities? That's the question there. Is the state's attorney's general lying? Is the army base lying? Is uh, the police lying? Who is lying? I think that psychiatric drugs are a major component that cannot be overlooked and even more importantly, the prescriber of those psychiatric drugs. So Sheila Matthews, I'm going to look into her more, but apparently she's learned Over the decades, uh, about research into drugs that are pushed on children, and she's done a lot of studies on mass murderers who quite often have been taking drugs for periods of time before their attacks on society. Uh, Card was also arrested for a DUI back in 2007, but we really don't have any information on that. And of course, anti-gun activists want to label Robert Card as a Second Amendment gun nut and uh, never, never. Never let them take our guns. Uh, Anarchist Owl says, when the beating of a butterfly's owl's wings unleashes a hurricane door, Zach himself cannot stop. Hoot, hoot. <laughs> yeah, and Brady, yeah, it was definitely the wind. It was definitely the wind. At least, I, I forgot for a second that Lisa and I had all the doors open. All right, so uh, let us. Now, speaking of paranoia, I thought that uh, it would be prudent to uh, take a look at this latest video that's been revealed with hunter biden now next we're going to be talking about the latest criminal revelations of joe and hunter and jim and frank and the entire biden crime family and i wonder if these revelations have anything to do with hunter's paranoid affect that he takes on in this very strange video if you guys ever seen boogie night's like, where those guys are, are, are on cocaine for like days at a time, not getting any sleep. They get paranoid. They're covering the, the windows up. They're at the gun with the door. Check the spy hole. Check the spy hole. This is exactly what Hunter Biden looks like in this video. Take a look. This trick will save you thousands of dollars on high energy bills. Alarmed by gas shortages and high energy costs? Okay, he's just walking in a circle videotaping himself, he looks like his hair is thin, his face is gaunt, he's got circles under his eyes, he does not look good. And so he steps out of his home, and he does a quick perusal of the street, just making sure that there's nobody outside watching him. Let's go ahead and just watch that again. You guys tell me what you see, because I see a dope addict. Okay, so just looking at Hunter's face, he's got that same look that he had on his face on the laptop. He does not look healthy. He certainly doesn't have the full kind of puffy appearance that people do when they get off drugs and they start eating. What do they say? They they say you yeah, put down a spoon and you pick up a fork. So – there's really no context with this video, and and I don't know how it came out, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely a clue, as far as I'm concerned, that Hunter may be back on drugs. And considering the fact that part of his bail is that he stay clean and sober, well, this may be something that we need to make sure gets on the radar of the judge in his case. That's something I'll work on after the show. Anyways, maybe he's nervous about this. James Comer revealing bank records which show the laundering of Chinese money going straight into the pockets of Joseph Robinette Biden. Of course, this is coming out of the good work of the House Oversight Committee and their chairman, James Comer. He has now released additional bank records early today which show that Joe Biden had previously taken a $40,000 check from his family members. Now, that would, you know, $40,000 is a lot of freaking money. All right. The, the $2,000 that Jim Biden wrote to his brother, that was a lot of freaking money. And the first one, that $200,000 check that was written on the same day that Jim siphoned off $600,000 from that failing health company where he promised that he was going to bring in an influx of cash. He gets the 600 grand wired to his account. He immediately writes a check to his big brother, Joey. Well, in this instance, a $40,000 check was given to Joe Biden, and it was soon after the family had received money from their Chinese business associates. So let's go ahead and take a look at the video of James Comer explaining this grift. told the american people that his son and just remember remember in the in the debate when donald trump brought up chinese money going to the biden crime family and joe biden said ah, he's my son's never taken money from the chinese he he's a bald faced liar he's a lying dog faced pony soldier if you will when joe biden told the american people that his son didn't make any
5: money in china my son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China? Well, not only did he lie about his son Hunter making money in China, but it also turns out that $40,000 in laundered China money landed in Joe Biden's bank account in the form of a personal check. And the Oversight Committee has it. Here's how this son oh. Hunter making money from his family's shady deal with CEFC, a Chinese Communist Party-linked company. It all began with a shakedown. In the summer of 2017, when Hunter Biden sent a message to his CEFC associate demanding a 10 million... Oh, oh, you guys,
4: I just realized how quiet this is. Hold on just a second. Let me adjust the volume. Check. And the Oversight Committee has it. Here's how Joe Biden benefited
5: from his family's shady deal with CEFC, a Chinese Communist Party-linked company. It all began with a shakedown in the summer of 2017 when Hunter Biden sent a message to his CEFC associate demanding a $10 million capital payment. As Hunter Biden extorted this associate, Hunter claimed he was sitting with his father and that the Biden network would turn on his associate if he didn't pony up the money. The extortion scheme worked. Days later, $5 million
4: flowed in from a Chinese affiliate of CEFC. Now, just for your edification and remembrance... What James Comer is referring to is when Hunter Biden sent that text message asking why the payment had yet to arrive and suggesting that he was sitting right next to his father. And if they didn't immediately get that payment of five million dollars, they were going to make it their personal mission on everything that Hunter Biden held dear To ruin this person from CEFC and to make sure that they would never do business in Washington, D.C. again. You know what else is a stunning, stunning fact is that there are precious few people who understand the way the world of business works in China. Uh, I have had people challenge me about the involvement of the Chinese Communist Party and the government of China in the private industry, private in quotations, uh, that exists in China. They seem to think that the Chinese Communist Party doesn't have any interest or stake in these large corporations, but they do. It's documented. And uh, anybody out there who has ever challenged me on that, it's an easy, easy fact. To go ahead and cross-reference, you don't need me to tell you, you guys, you already know, you're too smart. We're on the same page with this, but there are still a lot of people who are asleep. Following three weeks, Biden family members
5: made a series of complicated financial transactions to hide the source of the China money. Here's how that happened. First,
4: Oh, yeah, Night, Night War is right. You're, yeah, it, it wasn't just Adderall. It was generally the classification of, uh, of, of amphetamine salts, of uh, a, a variety of different medications. And yes, um, the, when they did come back out, people could only get generics. And there were also many people who reported that their new generic version of their medication was not producing the same results As it was when it was the previous name brand medication, which indicates to me that not only is it perhaps uh, a weakened strength uh, or, you know, perhaps they're putting half a dosage in and, and trying to tell people that it's more than it actually is, or perhaps they just started giving out placebos. So that people would perhaps get some alleviation of their symptoms once they started taking it. But I found so many videos of people online saying that, you know, it it was like their morning ritual. You wake up in the morning, you take your Adderall, you got about 10 or 15 minutes before it takes effect and then you're, you're moving, you're on the go. And so many people were saying that it just didn't work after that.
5: Northern International Capital, a Chinese company associated with CEFC, wired $5 million to Hudson West 3, a joint venture established by Hunter Biden and a CEFC associate. Then Hudson West 3 sent $400,000 to an entity owned and controlled by Hunter Biden. Next, Hunter Biden wired $150,000 to Lionhall Group, a company owned by James and Sarah Biden, Sarah Biden then withdrew $50,000 in cash from Lion Hall Group. Later the same day, she deposited it into her and James Biden's personal checking account. A few days later, Sarah Biden cut a check to
4: Joe Biden for $40,000. That's, that's, a, that's a hell of a sister-in-law, let me just say. Uh, I can't imagine anybody in my family ever cutting me a check for $40,000 with apparently no strings attached. That's a fairy tale that simply doesn't exist. And when you take a look at this, this complicated, circuitous route that this money takes going from Northern International Capital to Hudson West three to then Hunter Biden's Owasco PC and then his uncle's Lion Hall group and then into his aunt's personal checking account so that she can write a check to joe biden Uh, well it's quite clear that the only reason something like this happens is so that there can be a level of plausible deniability and a level of difficulty in determining exactly how that money came to exist in joe biden's personal checking account but you can see here It is directly coming from a Chinese Communist Party-affiliated company. The
5: memo line of the check said, loan repayment. Like the payment to Joe from AmeriCorps funds, it's certainly plausible that this payment where James and Sarah used funds from China was indeed a loan payment to Joe. But even if this $40,000 check was a loan repayment from James Biden, it still shows how Joe benefited from his family cashing in on his name, with money from China no less. Without his family peddling his name and his son threatening a CEFC associate with consequences that he said Joe Biden knew about, James wouldn't have had the money to write the $40,000 check to his brother Joe. It's also worth remembering that Biden family efforts to secure millions from this Chinese company began when Joe Biden was still vice president. In taking funds sourced to a CCP-linked company that wanted to advance China's interest, Joe Biden exposed himself to future blackmail and put America's interest behind his own desire for money. The House Oversight Committee will continue to follow the money and hold President Biden accountable
4: for his corruption. So the only reason Joe Biden is in public service is so that he can fleece, so that he can take payoffs, so that he can finance his own ostentatious life that he set up for himself. You don't be, you you don't enter public life uh, on on, on a small salary to end up with several multi-million dollar homes. You are taking a payoff somewhere along the way. Now, uh, let me see. I saw there were a couple of comments in here and, oh, okay, Cassandra, I'll check it out for sure. Uh, All right, so let's, let, let's talk about the timeline here because I see that uh, Snowman is upset that they have not demanded his removal or impeachment or jail time. I, I believe that they actually have requested impeachment. They've put that forward. Kevin McCarthy was blocking that while he was there. The real question is going to be now if they will allow that impeachment to go forward <clears throat> now that Mike Johnson is in there. <clears throat> But I have to be really honest. Um, Joe Biden will not be removed from office. And as long as he's president, he can't be prosecuted for any crimes. So it's a moot point at the end of the day. Uh, he can't be prosecuted until he's no longer president. If he was impeached, I believe he will be impeached. But if he was impeached and then removed and convicted by the Senate, That would give us Kamala Harris, regardless of the legality of that. She is the vice president. They would make her president if they wanted. I don't think that that's a better idea than Joe Biden. Joe Biden sitting in that office, slowly degrading America, destroying the power of our dollar, uh, putting us further into debt, going into endless wars all around the world. It's a tremendous eye-opening opportunity for people who previously would have accepted that. Right now, I think we are all past the idea of Republican good, Democrat bad. We're talking about a uniparty, new world order, deep state apparatus that controls Washington, D.C., and that is done through a variety of mechanisms. As I said early on in the show, you can't fix a problem until you identify it. People need to be able to see it before they can demand something be done about it. So we're talking about a timeline here. We are moving ever closer to 2024. Undoubtedly, in in the front of these people's minds, as they investigate Joe Biden, as they continue to reveal this information and just blow up his spot to the American people, that timeline is in the back of their heads. I know that it seems like people in power don't always want to do something about it. And quite often, I agree, they are definitely going to be stonewalling. They're going to be slow walking stuff. But we are also dealing with a large bureaucratic system. The government is far too large in Washington, D.C. We we need a, a, a massive overhaul. And that's not something that's going to happen overnight. And it's something that necessarily won't be able to happen until Donald Trump comes back. You got to poison Joe Biden in the minds of Americans. You have to prove to them that he's not worthy of the office. You have to show them the choice that will give you what it is you're looking for. All of that is being done right now. And then you also have to make it impossible for Joe Biden to win, even if they cheat. With RFK Jr. running as a third party candidate, there will be a significant sum of Democrat voters who are siphoned off to him. It won't be enough to win, and uh, undoubtedly there will be uh, a lot of cheating that goes on. I think that what we saw in 2020 will again happen in 2024, but we've got two possible opportunities. Either the people show up and we overcome that mass cheating, and we elect Donald Trump and he's able to come back into the office of the presidency, or they cheat so much, so obviously, so blatantly. That Joe Biden is is declared the victor, at which point I don't think that the American people will stand for it. You know, we've been in a precarious time ever since January 6th. And once we get to November 2024, if Donald Trump is not the winner, then I guarantee you the only reason that could possibly happen is because they cheated once again. And if they do that again, I think they're going to set the country on fire. Quite literally, people will be out in the streets, you know, threat of arrest be damned, because uh, at a a certain point, people can only take so much. So I, I really do feel that we are operating in a zone that requires a fair amount of strategy and precision. It, of course, we, the people, we want justice. We wanted it yesterday. We want 2020 fixed. We, we want Joe Biden in handcuffs. We want Hillary Clinton in handcuffs. We want the people who have been destroying our country to pay for what they've done. We want treasonist swamp rats to be convicted of treason. And we want the necessary punishment that comes along with it. But it's got to play out in the way it's got to play out. And uh our part to play in the meantime, I believe, is simply to assist in helping to restore America and to educate the American people in the best way we can. We need to bring virtually everybody over to our side, not the right, even though I'm on the right. I'm talking about on the side of justice, on the side of truth. We need people who identify as leftists to align with us because it's the right thing to do, not just for the country, but for themselves, for their families. This is about so much more than right or left at this point. It's right or wrong. And we have to be the people who help usher them through that gate and get on our side. Yes, we need to pray for our country, Zach. You're absolutely right. You know, I, I mean, I said there's, there's a plan. This, this is God's plan, all right? You may not be a religious person. You, you may not have a lot of faith, but I am. I believe in God. I believe in God's plan. I believe that at the end of the day, this is preordained because God is omnipotent, omnipresent. He exists everywhere at all times, forever, always has, always will. And so he knows where we're going. He knows what's necessary to be able to bring America back from the brink, and he can only do that through the action of men and women here on planet Earth at this time, and some of us will continue to make sacrifices. Some of us will not make it to the end. It's really unfortunate. We lost ESA DMF the other day. Some of us aren't going to be here when it's all said and done. But that should never allow you to stop working as if your life depends on it. Because it does. And it's not just our lives. It's the lives of future Americans. It's the lives of our kids, the lives of our grandchildren. I can't stop because of them. I can't stop because of what this country truly represents. They've, they've twisted this nation. They've perverted it. And we've got to take it back. I believe we will. All right. So uh, I'm I'm excited because the the continued revelation of the crimes of the Biden family are going to proceed from here until Election Day, 2024. You know, generally politicians, uh, political groups, they have something called an October surprise, which you may remember. The Hunter Biden laptop was an October surprise. They released it in October because that's one month out from the election and the attention span of the American people and just humans in general is pretty short, unfortunately. And so people need that little push at the very last hour to get over that finish line. And maybe that was a mistake. Maybe they should have released it sooner. I don't know. I I wasn't, you know, in the white house, I wasn't working with Trump's team at that point. In the same way I believe that we are operating within the parameters of a certain plan right now, I believe that we have been operating within the parameters of that plan. We were back in October of 2020, as painful as it's been. Here we are. You know, I mean, as I've said before, our lives often do not end up the way that we want them to or the way that we hoped they would or the way that we wanted them to. But they end up the way that we need them to. So here's that check from Sarah and James Biden Sr., $40,000. You can see it's signed by Sarah. We've also got that $50,000 deposit slip right here from Sarah. And then also the $50,000 withdrawal slip from Sarah right there. And we will undoubtedly see more crimes revealed coming up to 2024. And I think they're going to get progressively worse And I think that by doing it this early, it allows them to lay out everything in a timeline. It's we already have a host of things that Joe Biden should be impeached for, should be removed for. Just imagine how much more is going to be dropped between now and November 2024. Now, the White House, of course, has responded to the House Oversight Committee's revelation of this $40,000. And they claim that it's lies and conspiracy theories, of course, as they would. And this is what we expect from the regime, from the authoritarian dictates sitting in Washington, D.C. The White House is dismissing this $40,000 check that Joe Biden received coming from a Chinese business associate who paid off the family. James Comer announced this revelation. He gave the records. They have more records. They have more Bidens that they're getting information from. And the spokesman for oversight and investigations dismissed the report, calling it desperate and writing Comer's claims off as lies. Now, like I said, I, I come to expect this. This is not a surprise to me. Of course, they're going to call it a lie. But how many people out there watching that video or learning about this report right here can look themselves in the eye in the mirror and say, you know what? There's nothing to that. I guarantee you, every single one of you out there, every single American out there, if there was a $40,000 check a $50,000 check that was given to your sister-in-law from a Russian company, and then she deposited it and then gave you a $50,000 check, the IRS would probably be asking you what that money was for. The FBI would be at your door and the DOJ would be filing charges. Is it reasonable to assume that Joe Biden's gotten away with it because not only is he corrupt, but he's been at the pinnacle Of Washington, D.C., elite power sectors? Is it reasonable to assume that a revelation like this proves to more people that, yeah, there is two different systems at play here? There's the laws for you. There's the rules for us. And for them, it's totally different. Something else entirely. So, Comer's lies and conspiracy theories. Of course, you got to call it a conspiracy theory because, yeah, then people just automatically are going to walk away from it. The only problem is, Ian Sams, is that now when something is a conspiracy theory, spoiler alert, nine times out of ten, it's true. They say they're getting more desperate by the day. No, the Bidens are getting more desperate by the day. Perhaps that's why yesterday he admitted his probe was going downhill This has been widely debunked for more than a week now. Uh, Joe Biden received $40,000 in laundered Chinese money. Widely debunked for more than a week? What does he have to say here? GOP touts bombshell Biden payments, but records suggest otherwise. What records? The, the, The records that the Biden crime family is using to blow off the trail of money coming from CEFC to Hunter through a shell company to his uncle and then into Joe's pocket. Nothing's been debunked. Here he's talking about a $200,000 payment made by James Biden in 2018. There's no indication that Joe Biden had ever loaned $200,000 to Jim Biden. But we've also got the $40,000, which we have no specific information about who or excuse me, how or why. It was handed over. So they're calling it a conspiracy theory. They're saying it's debunked in the same way they told us that everything else that we've proven to be true has been debunked. The only thing that's been debunked is the credibility of Washington elite circles and Joseph Robinette Biden. We've currently got 700 pages of documents back in September, which detail a variety of of different criminal actions. This is coming from the whistleblowers who said that the FBI and the DOJ covered up for Hunter Biden. The FBI was just revealed to be covering up some 40-odd confidential human sources. When does a spark make a fire? Like, when is it enough to show that there really is massive corruption taking place in Washington, D.C.? I would say that we've, we've surpassed that long ago. But for some people out there who have been asleep this whole time, it takes about as much as we've seen, and it might take a little bit more. So I think that they're really starting to panic here because of all of the details that we've been revealing. And they're now starting to go after people who were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th and did nothing more than stand outside of the Capitol, people who committed no violence, There were, might I remind you, a number of registered rallies on the Capitol grounds that day. So there's people who were there for rallies that were known quantities to the police. Now, on October 13th of last year, the FBI testified that they were basically pulling a true the vote on Trump supporters who were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. They were using geo-tracking data to identify the Trump supporters who had gathered near the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. This is coming from a report by the Electronic Freedom Foundation, and it revealed this vast secretive partnership between a number of private companies and the federal government. They were planning and have been surveilling and tracking the movements of millions of Americans. They could be tracking your movements on a daily basis. Now, according to the Electronic Freedom Foundation, the alphabet agencies, CIA, F. DIA, the NSA, uh, also ICE, the FBI, U.S. Secret Service, and the DHS, as well as the DOD, as well as local and state law enforcement. They're being funneled, all of your private data coming from your phones – which includes every location where you've gone with your phone on your person, and it's being sold to data brokers who are harvesting the information and then turning it over to law enforcement. This is an egregious violation of our civil liberties. None of us signed up to be surveilled 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but we are. And again, this is the same tactic that Greg and Catherine at True the Vote had used to determine who was involved in the ballot mule, the the, the the ballot harvesting mule operation. But when they did it, the mainstream media and the federal government said this was conspiracy theory, right, that that data couldn't be used reliably. But when it's them using it against us, well, then it's uh, something that they could actually put you in prison for. So the FBI is alleged to have used all of this private broker data to identify people who were in D.C. on January 6th, peaceful, patriotic protesters, people who traveled to Washington, D.C. for a scheduled rally for the speech that President Trump was giving in the ellipse to support President Trump and the U.S. Constitution to have a redressing of grievances and make our leaders know just how upset we were about the stolen election. Well, my friends, that's a cardinal sin. You can't do that in Joe Biden's America. Tens of thousands of people went to the U.S. Capitol. They were standing outside the U.S. Capitol. There was nothing to indicate that they were in a restricted area. And the FBI is using the geotract data to determine which of these people were there and if it's worth it, then they're going to come after them. They've already started. And this is a scary proposition for a lot of people. For people who were simply in Washington, D.C. To, to support Donald Trump, to support America, to support the Constitution. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that by traveling to Washington, D.C. on that day, I would be putting myself in jeopardy of being arrested and tried by my own government. Essentially, a political persecution, a, a, a prosecution of the most egregious sense. Now, the government said after January 6th that this was a restricted zone. This is the entire promenade around the Capitol building. All right. Now, these people, this area, this red line that you see, let me blow this up. So that's the Capitol building, obviously, right there in the center right. This is the back of the Capitol building, uh, directly behind it with the scaffolding. And then you've got these two traffic circles walking onto the Capitol lawn. Everybody was walking towards the Capitol from both of these directions. And they never would have known. They never would have known that the government wanted this to be a restricted area. There were no markers. There were no flags. There was no fencing. There was nothing telling people that this area was off limits. So now we have the evidence that the U.S. government and the D.C. police knew ahead of time that Trump supporters were planning to assemble there. And we know this because many of these people had permits that they had legally obtained from the government and from the D.C. Metro Police. There was a host of Trump spot or Trump-centric events that were taking place that day. Look, on January 5th, you have the MAGA Rally Map Guide. You had the March to Save America. You had the Prayer Walk, the Moms for Liberty, Save the Republic Rally, One Nation Under God Rally, the Jericho March, all of these things. You had all of these speakers who were there that day. And then on January 6th, you had the March to Save America at 1 p.m. You had the Freedom Rally. You had a a wild protest and then the Jericho March. Now, the, uh, the, the, the wild protest was actually taking place on the Capitol lawn, and there was supposed to be a whole host of conservative congressmen who showed up. Representative Paul Gosser, Ollie Alexander, Roger Stone. uh, Ollie, he's a problematic individual. Scott Pressler, Jenny Beth Martin, State Rep. Vernon Jones, Representative Lance Gooden, State Rep. Mark Fincham, Dr. Simone Gold, who they already put in prison, Maggie Vandenberg, Brandon Straco, who they also put in prison, Kelly Ward, Rob Reaver, Arena Grossu, and more. And then the Freedom Rally had a whole bunch of other people. I know these people, some of them. And I know that none of them did what they're claiming supporters of President Trump did on that day. But they have all of your names. If you were in D.C., they know you were in D.C. And if they can put you anywhere that's going to be detrimental to you, then you better believe that they may do it. And now, despite the fact that people had a legal reason to be there, they were protected with their permits, Uh, they were on the day of protected by the fact that they didn't do anything illegal. Well, now everything's changing. They've made the decision. They're going to start going after you. They want thousands more prosecutions. They want to make it so scary for you to be honest about what you believe, to support the causes that you do. They want people that you look up to to be thrown in prison so that you... At the end of the day, will not want to push it. You know what? I don't want to go to prison. That's what people are going to say. I don't want to go to prison. I'm just going to shut up. It's 1984, baby. So here is a lawyer. I have two new clients charged with January 6th crimes. Neither went inside the Capitol, and there are no allegations of any interference with the police. I'm not aware of any previous cases where defendants were charged just for being present outside the building and watching. Philip Anderson then retweets and says, I told you that they were going to do this. They're going to go after every single person from January 6th. Even if you didn't go in the Capitol building or commit any violence or destruction, the entire thing is politically motivated. They know that what they're doing is wrong. Of course they do. And it's not legal. But again, we are operating in a broken, failed Authoritarian socialist haven for these radical leftists. They want to destroy you. They want to destroy us. Thank you very much to Add It Up, who's now a monthly supporter. And then Don Sclater says if they use geotracking for January 6th, that means that 2000 Mules geotracking can be used for election fraud. Yes? Your thoughts? Oh, yes. I, I mean, the thing about it is that the practice of And the data that True the Vote used to prove the mules and the tracking and the ballot pickups, it was already accepted. It was already something that's been used in many different court cases. The problem is getting anybody to pay attention to it. And of course, the data wasn't respected because it was a right wing, an election integrity organization, wasn't respected by anybody in power. (laughs) <laughs> but just because the data was legitimate, uh, it doesn't mean that they're actually going to do anything about it. And this data, you know, it has um, an unknown probability of reliability because, um, you, you know, your movements, it may have been, I don't know how difficult it would be to track all of those uh, MSNs or or the uh, Mac IDs, whatever it is on the phones. I mean, you had a lot of people packed right next to each other. You know, would that interfere with the uh, with the signals? I got to be honest. I I tend to think they're going to look for people that are going to provide the biggest bang for their buck. So, if I ever don't show up to do a show, um, Lisa will. Definitely reach out through my accounts and through her account, and um, you know it's uh, it, it's uh, it's harrowing. My my heart goes out to anybody who is being persecuted in this manner, and people who now have their necks on the chopping block because a lot of us do have our necks on the chopping block. People who did absolutely nothing wrong, nothing wrong. It's disgusting. It's so it's so troubling. To the very core of my being, it's very, very upsetting. So let me say some final thank yous over here. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Nakaz808 just dropped a pair of shades. Thank you very much. Maven. uh, Oh, actually, I already said thank you for that one, Maven. And then Porpoiseful, thank you very much for the cookie. Yes. uh, Yes, yes, yes. It is. uh, It's it's not. uh, It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But unfortunately, there is sacrifice and there is uh, fatalities in a war. And we may not be on a battlefield, per se, protecting the foxhole or pushing the line forward. But I mean, make no mistake about it. This is this is a war. We're in the midst of something really dark right here. And so I just ask all of you, please continue to pray for me. Pray for the channel. Pray for anyone who is being persecuted by the federal government. Pray for Donald Trump. And pray for yourselves. Because as far as I'm concerned, we need every single one of you. I want every single person here today to make it to the election in 2024. It's not just about voting, but our collective faith, our collective attention to this issue, our collective efforts to push the truth out there, to push past the narrative that they're trying to spin and to expose these people for what they are. We need all of us to make sure that that happens. All right, you guys. Uh, I want to thank you very, very much for being here. Thank you for your support. Uh, Before we go, if you don't mind, I just – I need to just remind you that my friends at onenessdrops.com are a sponsor of the last portion of the show. Uh, Onenessdrops.com, when you use code RP78, you will get – 10% off your order. These are, of course, your chlorine dioxide water purification kits. I had an article written about me in the New York Times and uh, Media Matters suggesting that I was telling my audience to drink bleach. I would never do that because bleach is a a chemical compound which can kill you and make you very, very sick. Chlorine dioxide is very different. Uh, I would suggest that anybody who believes that those two things are the same, just check out a periodic table of elements and then open a chemistry book and see what you can come up with. Uh, But this is a totally different thing. This is uh, also uh, colloquially known as the universal antidote because it can have some incredible properties when you take it. It makes uh, unclean water safe to drink, totally potable. You should have uh, some of this in your go bag. You should have it in your car with you. Uh, You should have it in your hurricane, earthquake, survival kits, your go bag, whatever it might be. Make sure that you have some chlorine dioxide on hand. And then, of course, my friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. When you go to MyPillow.com and order one of the buy one, get one free MyPillow 2.0s or a set of the Giza Dream Sheets or maybe the mattress topper or the slippers, make sure that you use code RP78 to save up to 80% off your entire order. Mike will give you the best possible pricing when you use my special code. And, of course, when you shop at Drops or... At MyPillow.com, you will be indirectly supporting the show, and that will help me stay on the air and continue to help me fight. So thank you once again, everybody. Uh, before you go, if you wouldn't mind, just hit that like button. Hit the like button. Hit the red pill. Let people know about this show. Mofo says, thanks, Zach. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, C on Pilled says, the 2000 Mules is largely dismissed on Reddit because they didn't use geotracking for the graphics. Yeah, um, I think that uh, there's a, a, a lot of controlled conversation taking place on Reddit, too. You, you've got George Soros' Open Society Foundation paying people to go on Reddit and uh, and post and, and denigrate subjects like this, call people conspiracy theorists. And then, of course, they've got people working as mods, so they'll take down the convincing information, the good arguments, leaving up the weakest so that people uh, just don't believe – what their eyes are actually telling them. And my eyes tell me that our nation is currently in the hands of some really, really bad people. Uh, But that's not going to be forever. We're, we're going to fix it. Donald Trump will return and uh, God will remain king. And you and I will continue to live beautiful lives. And it's just going to get better from here. We just got to make it through this last leg of this information war. So until tonight at 9 p.m. on Altered State with my friend Brad on Baseless, or excuse me, on Badlands Media, good luck and God bless. We'll see you guys then.